Now, back to your tech report. Welcome back to your tech report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. Normally, I am Marco Flalo. Mitchell, not on this interview, but, but that's okay. We'll miss him and we'll pretend that he's here kind of in uh, in, in spirit. Uh, follow along with us on Twitter. It is at Your Tech Report, Facebook, and uh, of course, Instagram. Uh, all our other fun places, including youtube.com slash your tech report. So this time of year, we, 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 love catching up with with various companies that we deal with and one of those companies is LG and uh you know what the G8 is one of these phones or the G7 was one of these phones that I gravitated to when I first put that in my hands and uh now the G8 then queues out so we're here to talk more about that is senior brand manager Ash Mole welcome to your tech report thank you for being here thanks for having me Mark it's 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 fun to have you know we speak to different people all the time from LG. Frank Lee has been on so many times I can't remember. And uh, last year I can't remember who it was, but this year you you have the honor of talking to us about this brand new phone. First of all, tell us uh, about your experience when it comes to obviously the G7s, the G8s. What's your involvement when you first laid your hands on it? What was your feeling about this new evolution of what is a flagship phone? Absolutely. Uh, I've been at LG for quite a number of years. So I've actually, you know, all the way back to the, the G3 and the G4 days, uh, I've been working with uh, LG on the uh, the marketing side. For me, you know, what I would say when it comes to devices like the G7 that we have currently still available in market, the G7 One, which was a pure Android One device, and now the G8 is um, LG's continued focus, um, you know, in terms of bringing innovation to consumers. Uh, Some of the things that we've been able to accomplish with this phone, the G8, which I'm sure we'll get into uh, later on in this conversation, I'm really excited to unveil to to consumers and, you know, hopefully they're going to be as excited about it as I am. You know, when I uh, I got my phone literally hours ago, hours ago from when we recorded this interview, um, look and feel very similar to the G7, but I know a lot of the changes really are under the hood and some of the features. The, the one noticeable thing hardware-wise was the camera bump is gone. It's something that I've been... It's so funny because I, I pick up other phones and I've got a lot of different phones kind of around me. And I, I keep wondering, why is this camera bump still an issue? Sure, it gets lost in a case, but at the same time, you think you can't get rid of just, what, a couple millimeters? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is part of the reason why uh, we're so excited about this product. As you mentioned, as someone who uses phones a lot, uh, you'll notice that there are very few flagship phones out there that have been able to engineer no camera bump. And I think it's really important for consumers because you know, there are some out there who prefer to use their devices without a case, who want to be able to put their phone flat down on a table. And we've been able to do that, not just with the, uh, the rear of the phone, which is completely flush, but also the front of the phone as well, which uh, no longer has a, a receiver for uh, making phone calls, which again leads to uh, a perfectly flush piece of glass, excuse me, on the both front and the back of the device so can we talk about or can you point out some you know some of the things that really stand out to you as the biggest differences or the biggest points that differentiate this device from its last generation yeah absolutely uh for, for us i think some of the key differentiators for this product um, obviously by removing that receiver uh, we, we had to find a, a unique and creative way to uh, allow you to still uh, send and receive uh, phone calls uh, we've done that by integrating a technology that we have uh, in our TV business, uh, which your consumers would be familiar with, uh, and that technology is called Crystal Sound OLED. So the, the sound actually permeates directly from uh, the back of the screen. There's a couple of advantages to that. Uh, first and foremost, you know, we've reduced uh, 
uh, one of the typical points of failure, you know, although devices now are IP68 rated, which means they're water and dust resistant, uh, there are still points of failures and that uh, points of failure, excuse me, and that is one of them. Um, so now with the sound permeating directly from the screen, uh, you can actually hold your phone slightly out from your face. You don't need to perfectly align that receiver hole with your ear to, to hear people perfectly. Uh, you can align it anywhere. Um, other technological advancements with this phone, by removing that receiver, we've actually integrated what's called a TOF, or time of flight sensor, into this phone. Yes. Um, for, you know, an everyday consumer, uh, what, what does that mean? Uh, it adds a couple of usable features. One of them is that it now enables you the ability to unlock your phone uh, simply by holding your uh, your palm over the uh, top of the, the receiver. Yeah, that's a cool. Uh, I read I read about the hand ID and I was actually setting it up this morning and it worked amazingly well. So can you can you kind of go into details how that actually works? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as you know, with uh, with smartphones, there's a couple of different biometric security features. Uh, some phones rely on fingerprint sensors. Uh, on the back of the device. Some phones rely on things like Face ID. Uh, this device has both of those features integrated, but in addition, it has what's called Hand ID. Hand ID uses uh, infrared light, uh, similar to the technology that you would have in like a remote control, uh, to uh, map out your unique individual vein pattern. Um, <laughs> this, this technology is extremely secure, and in fact, it's used in, in some parts of Asia for the uh, financial sector. Uh, to access things like ATMs, et cetera. So it sends out these uh, infrared rays. It maps out the vein patterns that are unique to you. There's about, you know, on any given day, there's about seven people around the world that might have a similar vein pattern to you. Uh, it is completely underneath the skin. So you can't, you know, some of the challenges that people have with uh, fingerprint sensors, being able to lift them, et cetera, you won't be able to do with this device. And it allows you to unlock your phone when it's sitting completely flat on the table. And I found it to work amazingly well in the first couple of times that I that I tried it out. Another feature that I guess you know kind of goes with with the the hand element of it is what you guys are calling um, air motion. Exactly. Yeah. So as part of this uh, technology, time of flight is actually able to map out uh, anything that's resting above the phone in 3D. So not only does it give you true biometric face ID, which, uh, by the way, is, you know, one of the unique features of this device when you compare it to other flagship Android devices, but it also allows you to do some everyday tasks like answering and hanging out phone calls, uh, turning up your music, going into your favorite apps, using alarms, uh, things like that without having to touch your phone. Now, the question might be, well, why do I need to do that? You know, there's a couple of really great use cases, especially for places like Canada, uh, you're able to answer and hang up phone calls while you're still wearing gloves. If you're if you're cooking, if you're in the service industry, if you work, you know, as a mechanic, a chef, uh, a painter, uh, anyone who's using their hands and their hands might not be uh, clean enough for them to touch their device, they're able to do some of those everyday common tasks without having to uh, actually physically touch their phone. So let's talk about um, audio for a second because we have – so we have the under-screen, I guess, speaker, really, I guess, so to speak. Does that also work when you're watching videos or is it just for phone calls? No, it actually works with uh, with all audio as well. So to your point about audio, I think LG over the past couple of generations, when we look at things like the G6 and the G7 and now the G8, uh, we've really doubled down on audio capabilities. Uh, we, you know, we know consumers are watching social media videos, listening to music um, – you know, catching up on their favorite podcast. There's so many different things that we do that are related to audio 
And for that reason, we have features like Boombox Speaker, which uses the inside of the phone as a resonance chamber, kind of like a cave, uh, to give you really incredible bass and loud audio. And that's now combined with the Crystal Sound OLED from the screen to give you, uh, you know, a stereo-like experience, um, as well as consumers listen to their phones with uh, a headphone jack, which we do still have in this phone, by the way, you're also able to take advantage of things like our quad DAC, which gives you the highest uh, grade audio listening capabilities in 32-bit, um, and just to name a few of the audio capabilities of the device. Yeah, it's funny because I was been using um, a competitor's device for the past couple of weeks um, that was put into my hands, and I was they have a similar technology with the under the screen uh, speaker, but it wasn't. It's only used for phone. It's not used for the actual sound when you're playing back any kind of music or YouTube, et cetera, et cetera. And that was one of my my negative points about that device that this phone really does pick up and actually correct. Exactly, and I, I think it's important because most times when you're listening to uh, whether it's audio through, again, all of the different formats, music, podcasts, video games, et cetera, uh, you're holding the phone with the screen facing you. So the great the advantage to this is we still have all of the other features that you would have if you put your phone flat down on a surface. But now when you're consuming content, holding the phone towards you, the sound is actually being pushed out in your direction to give you, uh, you know, even better listening experience. Now, one of the things you guys do is you, you you learn from your previous devices. You can kind of see the evolution of things like the like the user experience. And on this particular device, there's a lot of hints from, I think, the, the V40 side of things. Can you talk about some of those? Yeah, I mean, I, I think for us, one, one of the things that we've really focused on is uh, improving our cameras, uh, not just in terms of hardware, but in terms of software as well and how those two, two things work together. So from a camera perspective, this device does have dual cameras in the back. One of them is a wide-angle camera, which has been extremely popular with our users. It really lets you capture everything that your eyes can see. You know, we've all been there. You're standing in front of a beautiful sunset, a building. Uh, you know, maybe you're the, uh, watching a sport, um, and you pull out your phone, and it doesn't quite capture what your eyes can see. So with a wide-angle camera lens, you can get a little bit closer to that. Now, some of the other things that we've done with this phone, um, from a front-facing camera perspective, uh, we've integrated, and that time-of-flight sensor actually works when you're taking front-facing camera uh, selfies as well. So it's what's called a Z camera. And Z camera, again, because it's got that time-of-flight sensor, can actually uh, look at the depth of you, uh, well, the subject versus things in the background, uh, and give you a much better um, you know, depth measuring ability, which yeah. means that your selfies are going to come out a lot sharper. Uh, we're not using a digital, you know, uh, a software-based algorithm to try to make something look like a bouquet. It really is able to determine that depth in real time. Now, that front-facing camera, is it upgraded as well? Because it's, it's eight... an 8 megapixel, yeah, it's 8 megapixel front-facing camera with uh, an aperture of 1.7. And on the back, we still have, a, we have a dual, so we've got a 16 megapixel super wide and a 12 megapixel standard, correct? Exactly. The camera system is something that is it co-developed with anybody, or is it all proprietary and in-house? It's uh, proprietary in-house, uh, especially on the software side of the business. When it comes to some of the hardware components of it, uh, I, I do believe that there are there are a couple of third parties yeah. that we work with, but it's predominantly in-house. Now, one thing when I looked at the specs about this device, I, you know, six gigs of RAM um, is a lot of memory on a phone. What is that used for? Is it just to speed up the entire operating system and the whole kind of experience? Yeah, it's really just about giving consumers that seamless experience. You know, we do a lot with our phones nowadays. 
uh, I would say that most consumers um, are never even going to tap into, you know, uh, the third or fourth or fifth or sixth uh, gig of RAM when it comes to day-to-day yeah. usage. But we want to make sure that phones are future-proof, as they say. You know, as we have um, you know, more advanced gaming solutions, as we have more advanced video streaming solutions, et cetera, we want to make sure that when you're purchasing your phone today, uh, for the length of your contract, especially in places like Canada, obviously, uh, that your phone isn't um, isn't going to be, you know, uh, behind in six months. And, and part of the reason why we also have things like expandability with a micro SD card, yes. uh, you know, we allow consumers to expand their device up to two terabytes, yeah, that, um, which is, is, is huge. <laughs> and it's one of the largest in the industry. And again, it's just to be future proof. So the G7 available now in Canada or is it coming out soon? Yeah. So G7. Is Sorry, G8. What am I saying? I think, I'm yeah, so used to saying G7. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the G8 is now available in Canada. Um, and uh, the great thing about the G8, there's a couple of things that I want to highlight for consumers. Uh, as part of the G8 um, release in Canada, we've introduced what's called the second year promise, um, which we're really excited about as, as people who ultimately still use phones on a day-to-day basis. Um, the second year promise adds an additional second year warranty. It's the standard manufacturer's warranty that you would get for one year. We've doubled it to two years. So if consumers have any issues in the second uh, year of their contract, uh, they can come back to LG assuming that it is you know, manufacturer's defect or fault, uh, and we'll take care of that uh, for them completely. Uh, and the last thing that I want to highlight, um, we have a special offer going on right now. If any consumers purchase the G8 between now and May 31st, um, they're eligible for a $200 prepaid gift card. Oh, cool. Uh, so really, we're just giving them, you know, if you have some accessories you want to buy down the road, if maybe you just want to buy yourself something, uh, it's a great opportunity to jump in and, and take advantage of that offer now. Listen, we're going to, of course, do a full hands-on review. We're going to do something on our YouTube channel, and, and we'll talk about it more on the radio show because there's so much more to dive into when it comes to a phone like this and things that we're going to experience over time. We're going to show people the camera compared to other ones. I mean, there's a 3,500-milliamp-hour battery on this, so it's going to last a very long time. you got the fast charger. you got wireless charging. you got a 6.1-inch uh, beautiful, beautiful display. I mean, you turn this device on, and just from the logo itself, let alone the background that you see, you can tell that this is a gorgeous a gorgeous you know device absolutely i mean it's an oled panel and i think uh most of your consumers uh will be well aware of lg's uh capabilities and oh yeah. strength in making oled tvs i think oled tvs are some of the most aspirational products uh in the world when it comes to tv technology we've taken that and put it in a smartphone so that you know really you have an oled tv in your pocket Ash, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. I hope you'll definitely come back and, and talk about more products as they do come out. And as I, as I mentioned and alluded to, we're going to do our full hands-on review. We're going to talk all about this phone for the, for the next while, I am sure. And uh, good luck getting it back for me. Still to come on your tech report, we're going to speak to a very cool gentleman by the name of Adam Levin. All about cybersecurity and the things that you should be doing to make sure your identity is safe and when you are online, that you are safe. It is your tech report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Mark Flalo. Thank you for following along with us. We'll be back in a moment. There's more your tech report after this. Do, did, will. The Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. 
Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.